Where do you find your love? Welcome back to Relationships First. It's David Dubay, and I'm so excited you're here with me today because in this episode, we are talking about where do you find your love? Now, this reminds me of my famous quote, people get things, but they seldom understand them. Yes, love, the intangible thing that so many of us experience, and yet not all of us really truly understand. This reminds me of a story, actually. So back in the mid-2000s, I started my company early to mid-2000s, and Back then, the real estate and mortgage industries were just booming. You could actually buy a house, stated income, stated assets, meaning you didn't have to prove you owned anything or had anything. They'd just give you a house, really, with a promise. Which, if you wonder why the, the market crashed, well, that's, uh, there's a good one for you. So... Most of my clients in the beginning were real estate or mortgage. And I was teaching a course that I created called How to Read Anyone and Make Lifelong Clients in Just 30 Seconds. And I remember after administering one of my classes, a gal came up to me and she was like, you're obviously really good with people. Do you, by chance, work with couples? Not to let an opportunity slide by, I was like, what is it you're looking for exactly? And she said, well, my fiance and I, we're, gonna, we're supposed to get married in several months, but right now we're arguing all the time. I love the man dearly and I want to be with him, but I just don't know if this is the right thing for us to do. So I said, all right, yes, uh, I'll sit down with you guys. I'll meet with you. And I don't know, like several days later, we were all sitting down. I began with asking them several questions about, first off, their current situation. What's going on with their current situation? And they were, they were fighting a lot. And then I asked questions that were deeper because when people are arguing that's usually surface level stuff. There's something deeper there. And what unfolded was finding out that both of them and their prior relationships have been cheated on. And because of that, they were very, at this stage, right? They're moving for full on commitment, right? Lifelong commitment with each other. And they don't want that to reoccur. They don't want that to happen to them again. So, at this point, I decided, well, I have a story to share with you. So when I was 17, I was in my first serious relationship, and my girlfriend had lived an hour away from me. Prom was coming up, and we both wanted to go, so I bought tickets. I bought other things for her, the, her dress and her shoes, and the night before, or the evening before prom, I remember I go to the mall, and back, back then, cell phones weren't as ubiquitous as they are. It was like one in 500 people had a cell phone. Now, I had a cell phone. It wasn't mine. It was my father's. And 
so I'm waiting in line. There's this massive line from the tuxedo rental shop into the middle of the mall. So I'm in line and I receive a phone call and it's my girlfriend. And she's like, Hey, I have to tell you something, but reception was so terrible in the mall. Yes. Hard to believe now, but it was awful in the mall. And so I was like, I'll call you when I get home. And I remember I get to the front of line for the tuxedo rental and the gal there was, Hey, are you going to prom? I was like, yes, I'm going to prom. She's like, are you sure? I was like, why wouldn't I be sure I'm going to prom? Yes, I'm sure. Why? She's like, cause if you take this tuxedo out of the store, you get no refunds. I was like, okay, that's fine. Give me the tux. I'll see you later. So I grab the tux and I go home. Once home, I grab the cordless phone and I dial up my girlfriend. And she begins with, do you remember that one guy? Not normally a great way to start a story the night before prom from your girlfriend. And she says, well, he came over last night. So she's referring to this guy she went to school with and then they changed the district lines and she ended up going to another school. But for whatever reason, still wanted to talk to him. Well, she invited him over and then she, as she's telling me this, what do you think's happening? My heart starts pumping faster. The adrenaline starts flowing through me. Sweat starts producing itself on my brow, my hands. Just waiting in anticipation. And then she says exactly what I knew she'd say. I cheated on you. And then the seven words that come out of nearly everyone's mouth when someone says such a thing. How could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? Are the words that came out of my mouth. Tears started to form in my eyes. And she said after that, she's like, but I still want to go to prom. This shouldn't change anything. And I don't know what it was in that moment, but something just clicked. Something switched inside of me. And by the time I walked into the backyard, I went from near tears to laughing. And this caught her off guard. She was like, what is so funny? And with literally within that moment, in that change, that shift that happened, I was a different person. And I said, I'm glad you did this. In fact, I'm happy you did this. You taught me a lesson. And she was so confused. She's like, what, what do you mean? I said, well, if you waited any longer to do this, it would have hurt so much worse than it does right now. You taught me that you're not worth my time. And that obviously we're not meant for each other. This is not a relationship we're going to continue. In fact, I want nothing to do with you. I don't ever want to hear from you again. Tomorrow I'm going to come pick up all the things that I had purchased for prom so I can get some money back. I bought her dress and her shoes. And so I left it at that. I was like, don't ever call me. Don't ever talk to me again. Oh, and by the way, and I remember saying this before I hung up, I was like, what you did to me, he's going to do 10 times worse to you. And I hung up the phone. 
what I realized in that moment was that what she was doing, what she did, didn't affect me. You know, she had this guy over. She was living her life the way she wanted to, the way she decided. Her actions physically did not hurt me at all. Her cheating on me was nothing against me. It was her in the moment wanting pleasure and then pursuing that pleasure. She didn't think of the emotional ramifications of whom this might hurt emotionally, but it didn't hurt me physically. And it only hurts me emotionally if I allow it to. And there's reasons why it would hurt me emotionally, which I'll explain here in a moment. But see, her actions, she has no power or authority over my being. And people, most, most people, use love as a control mechanism. It's a control mechanism for most people. I will, re- I will take my love back from you if you do this. Love is unconditional, always and forever. But when it becomes conditional, that's not real love. That's fake love. I love myself. And in that moment, I realize that the love I have for myself is greater than anything else. It's greater than what she does, how she does it, when she does it, why she does it, all those things, all her reasons have nothing to do with my love for myself. And because I love myself more than anything else, it doesn't matter. I wasn't going to allow her or her actions to control me. And if I had allowed this to happen, so if I said, okay, we'll still go to prom, then what am I doing? I'm giving my power away. I'm also not truly in love with myself. I also then don't know what love really is if I allow these things to happen. See, if you don't love yourself truly and fully, how do you expect someone else to do that too? After that relationship, all the relationships I had after that, I knew there was real love there. I knew it. I learned a valuable lesson that day. My love must be and always will be the most important love. Not someone else's, mine. And that's where the epiphany occurred. That's where they both realized that what they were worried about wasn't that the other person would love them enough, but that they didn't love themselves enough that it mattered. They were relying on each other for the love that they thought they deserved when the love that they deserved was their own love. And once they realized that, well, then they got married. It's been many, 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 many years since I've talked with them. So I don't know how they're doing now, But I do remember that that was a turning point for both of them. So the question I have for you is, where do you find your love? Do you look for it in other people? Do you look for your needs to be filled by other people? Or are you 
full before meeting other people. Most people seek out relationships out of emptiness and looking for fulfillment in another as opposed to being full first. By full, I don't mean full of food. I mean full of love. If you are currently a person who's seeking because you aren't full and you want someone to fulfill you, then more than anything, you need to be a part of our community because you need to find fullness first. Join our community at relationships, that's with an S, dash first.com. That's relationships dash first.com. Join our community. Find fulfillment in you. Once you find fulfillment in you, then finding someone who matches you becomes so much easier. The dating world is a cesspool of horrid things. <laughs> and this isn't just me talking. This is me surveying people about all of this stuff. So I want you to get and have the best relationships possible. If you're currently in a relationship and you've got questions, join our community. I can help you there. I can do more for you there than I can do just by creating a show here. So that's relationships-first.com. Join our community. If you like this show, you, you, I know you got value here. Share this out with people. Let people know that this is a real thing. Share out this podcast. Rate the show. Let us know how you think, how you feel about it. And then obviously join the community relationships-first.com. And with that, my friend, I look forward to talking with you again in the next episode. Take care.